Welcome, welcome to No Agendas. I'm your guy, Rashad Phillips, and I'm here with my partner today, Kendrick. Big Perk, what's good, baby? Hey, I'm just rocking back on the ropes, man. Weaving all these jams I've been getting over the social media over the couple of days. Weaving man. that shit like Tyson. I'm on the rope right now like, like Mayweather, weaving that shit. <laughs> Hey, you saw Tyson on, on social media throwing them right hooks and left hooks? My God, dangerous. Still a fool. You know what? If if Tyson was to train and get in some shape, boy, hey, Wilder and Anthony Joshua might be a surprise. Because I'm saying he, he ducking up on quick. Man, boy, I look like a straight killer. Man, man, I'm 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 looking at that like I'm looking at my phone like I can feel the punches through the phone. I'm like, man, people don't understand how brutal Mike Tyson was in his prime. Woo! Get it? Hey, you know why? You know why? Because they always want to they always want to reflect back on the negative. Instead, yeah. Instead of appreciating the his greatness. The that, the, like to me, when Mike Tyson came back, he, he like we always talk about. He took boxing to a different level. You know what yeah. we talk about? You know, Muhammad Ali was Muhammad Ali and, and, yeah. and George Foreman them, but like Mike Tyson bought that different type of flavor. You know what I'm saying? You know what I be talking about when I tell you about adding them turkey necks and ham hocks to the mustard greens, man. It's something different with Granny Stern and that pot in the kitchen, mate. Man, Tyson was just straight brutal. I still think he's the most feared boxer ever. Ever, ever. And you know, you know that's my that's my second favorite sport outside of basketball. Yeah, you're a boxer. Yeah, I love boxing. I watch all Friday night, all the upcoming fighters. Like, yeah, I'm on that shit. I love. Yeah, What's happening, boy? That's crazy. Hey, man. You know me. You know I'm chilling. I'm all. You know I'm always studying, man. I feel like I feel like since school is out, like I'm doing more homework. Like I'm always studying, watching film, putting stuff together. It's like. All day long, I'm watching prospects and writing, and you know how it is, man. It's crazy. Hey, and guess what? Guess, and, and that's why you got eight NBA teams already <laughs> that signed up to your website, goddammit. Well, nah, it ain't no, nah, it ain't no, nah, we're gonna put it out there, goddammit. Shit, that shit gotta be applauded. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? Real talk, man. Shit, put it in their motherfucking face. No, no, no doubt about it. It's funny, I've been looking, I've been looking on. On social media, it's like, man, you putting out these lists, people getting in their feelings about it, you you ducking and dodging and weaving punches, and you put out your top small forward list the other day, and then you got Braun at number one, obviously, Bird number two, Pippen at number three, mm -hmm. Durant at four, Paul Pierce at five. But before we get into your list, like what like Kind of explain to everybody what you mean when you when you put that down. Because it's, it's like people just throwing jabs from everywhere. And I don't really think they understand what you're doing here. Well, well, first of all, it's a key word in that. My. So it's my list. I didn't say this is the list for everybody. I said this is my list, meaning... This is Kendrick Perkins' list. This is your eyes. Yes, this is who I consider the greatest small forwards or greatest point guards or greatest in your words that I stole hybrids, hybrids. of all time. Right? This is my eyes, and this is what I'm going off of. Like, yeah, like accolades, winning, like watching the watching people, like all and with them. 
Yes, all that comes into effect. So when I'm doing my list, I'm like, I'm looking at Braun. We talk about comparing him and Mike as, you know, the greatest ever. So it's like, no, he's at he's number one. Yeah. And I'm going back to Larry Legend, who you know people don't understand was uh, was that that twenty plus score night, ten plus rebounds and eight dimes. Like, yeah. what yeah. the hell is you talking about? We talking about the three-time finals MVP, three-time MVP. Yeah, it out. But do I have to keep going? No. And then, then we get to the conversation of Scottie Pippen and Durant, and I got a lot of heat behind that. Because uh, hey, you got a ton of heat. I saw people really gunning for you. So you got to yeah. break it down why you got Pippen in front of Kevin Durant because I, I don't think a lot, of, a lot of casuals don't understand why, but I actually agree with it. I do. I mean, it's simple. It's simple. It's not. It's not like it's, you know, uh, uh, it's not like it's rocket science. It's, it's very simple. Yeah. Yes, KD, and I've said this plenty of times. He's going to go down, in my opinion, as the greatest scorer of all time. I just feel that way. I see that. You look at him. I mean, he has zero flaws offensively. Right. You know, we just never seen anything like that. Right. I agree. I okay. Agree. But now, when we're talking about overall player. KD is not better at Pippen at nothing else. Pippen is better than KD at passing, facilitating, uh, you know, strength, athleticism. And, and let's not even talk about defense. Listen, Reggie Miller, okay, an all-time great said that he'd never seen a guy like Pippen. Pippen could have five points in the game and control and have his impact on the game was like – it was the best. Like he never seen a guy that could have five points in a game and actually the whole, whole game. Like right. Like that's why I got Pippen up there. Like he, like come on, man. He had Magic Johnson <laughs> turning like in like a torture chain, motherfucker. Like nah, you can't smell it. Like and, my butt, my butt. And, and this and, and and Rich was just telling us this before the show when the Pacers played the Bulls in Game Seven, they. Uh, Phil Jackson put Pippen on Travis Best, who, mm. was, who was a little quick, shifty scoring guard out of Georgia Tech. He put Pippen on him, and Pippen negated that. Yeah, so it's like Pippen was the the Swiss Army knife. You know what you call You know what I mean? Hey, Pippen, Pippen was putting motherfuckers in the straitjacket, man, period. Tying them up, strapping them to the bed. Can't move, you hear. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So. Yeah, so I'm like, come on, man, this is not even, I mean, why are we even talking about this? And then the truth. Yo, I'm going to let you handle this and you tell me how you feel. But I feel like Paul Pierce, I put Paul Pierce at number five. Yeah. He got so disrespectful on there that I almost wanted to fire back because I'm like, I played with Paul for eight and a half years. Forget the... People don't forget about the Paul Pierce against the Indiana Pacers before I got there when he stared down Al Harrington and was talking to him, was telling him I'm about to give you this work. And then all of a sudden, you know, uh, go meet up with the New Jersey Nets at the time in the Eastern Conference Finals when nobody thought they was going to get there. You talking about a team where he had Tony Delk as his starting point guard, uh, Walter McCarty, Eric Williams, the only, I mean, he, he had that team. He had Antoine Walker, but I mean, come on, like yeah. Tony Batiste was his center, like, yeah, and he went and made noise. Like Paul Pierce in two thousand eight 
he went through elite Joe Johnson at Atlanta. Like, let's not get it twisted. Joe Johnson was a fucking problem. Six nine, and in Atlanta, okay. Um, he backed those. I gotta go head to head with Braun. Let me get that. Let me get that. Let me get this game seven in the garden. Then go against Chauncey Billups, Tayshawn Prince. Uh, Rip Hamilton, the Detroit Pistons, who we talking about arguably still to this day had one of the greatest defenses of all time. Like they went, they literally shut down the Showtime Lakers when they were starting all those Hall of Famers. Paul went there and did work. And then last but not least, he went against the Lakers, against the great Kobe Bryant and did his thing. So you tell me, was I wrong? And do you have any complaints about my list? And you know there's no agenda, Joda. You yeah. my big brother. I don't have nothing. Look, if you say something and you disagree, uh-huh. you might persuade me another way, but I didn't see anything wrong with me. First of all, with my list. That's no my list. <laughs> yeah, but you just broke it down. Like, I didn't have a problem with the Paul Pierce. Like, I actually liked it because I believe Paul Pierce is one of the most underrated underappreciated superstars that we've ever seen and when you look at Paul Pierce body of work I I just think that again we live in a microwave society where out of sight out of mind Mm -hmm. so this generation didn't really get to see Paul Pierce they saw him like at the tail end of his career when he was like with the Clippers for a minute then he was with Brooklyn but they don't remember his glory years Mm -hmm. You're speaking on his glory years. And when you look at Paul Pierce, he's number two all-time scoring in Celtic history. And and what franchise history is that? The Boston Celtics. How many greats came through the Celtics? I I, I lost count. He's number two Uh all-time. He's number two all-time in scoring right behind Havlicek. Um, and when you look at Paul Pierce, what he did at, at Kansas, All-American at Kansas, he was Mr. Basketball in California. Like, he probably has the best footwork um, outside of Kobe and Jordan. Mm. Like, he was a, a terrific defender, can guard any position, strong, powerful, skill. Like, I don't understand the disrespect with Paul Pierce either because – he was a terrific player. He can shoot it. He can post up. He can handle. He can pass. And he was clutch. He was clutch. He was super clutch. And on top of that, we leaving out a little something else. He was athletic. That's what people don't understand. He was sneaky athletic. Yeah, because you would look at his build and what we call a whack body and would think he wouldn't go up and punch. And then all of a sudden, he snatched the food. Yeah, he body bagging you, zipping them up. Zip them up. The That's truth. Old <laughs> truth and nothing but the truth. No, hey, no agendas. We're going to tell the truth. <laughs> hey. But there's there's some other guys like, you know, obviously an honorable mention that I saw a lot of people say Bernard King, which we already discussed. Bernard King was one of the great small forwards. George Gervin, I know you didn't get to really watch him. He was a terrific scorer. But, you know, just to elaborate on the Pippen and KD thing, I just think, KD might be the greatest offensive player that we'll ever see. Mm. But as far as I know what you were doing, you were talking about the whole body of work. Yes. When you look at Pippen's whole body of work, six championships, 
uh, maybe the best uh, perimeter defender ever. If not, he's top three. Um, athletic, uh, could score it, could shoot it, was unselfish, great teammate, winner. I mean, like, there's, I mean, there's really no flaws in, in Scottie Pippen's game. There's really no flaws in it. And the greatest number two of all time. Yeah, so that that has to account for something. So like you said, it's your list, but the reason I respect your list because I know that you're speaking from your your own experiences in your eyes. And right. you gotta and, and, and your eyes, when you're a hooper, your eyes are like 95%. It's it's rare that your eyes miss as a hooper. So that's what I saw with that. And you know, I, I really I love that, you know, you're you're starting those conversations and, and you got the point guards and all that going forward. And it's uh, but let's look. I, they just we just got this just popped up. Might as well talk about it. Um, I saw like the the draft is pushing back the lottery, the lottery, and um, the, obviously that means they're going to push the draft back. So mm. that's that's kind of tough, you know, because I mean for the kids, you got to think about the kids that are, you know, that that the, are going to be future lottery picks. They usually go through this thing where they they get invited to all of that and. They're, they're kind of being robbed of that. And it's, it, it sucks to see, you know, all these sports being canceled. They're pushing that back. So just wanted to kind of bring that up that I think the draft is probably going to be what, September, August now? If they're pushing the lottery back, that gives me more time to study, though. So, hey, hey that, and guess what? Your phone going to be ringing off the hook, man. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm only right now. Look, look, right here. He's a stretch four, but I got <laughs> what you looking for? You looking for? I got one. He's not a point guard, but he's a hybrid. Okay, I'll get right back with you. That's going to be you over the next couple months. But you good, though, yo. Yeah, it, it, it plays right. I can get to do more homework. Yeah, and just, and just put and put more material out. But let's talk about a team that is, we already know, going to be in a lottery with, even without the lottery balls, is the New York Knicks. So. Oh. No, we gotta talk about them, man. Look, no, they, let's talk about them. I, I, I mean, yeah. I'm tired of talking about them because it's like, it's like, what are y'all doing over there? First, <laughs> first thing I, that comes to mind is a fucking circus. A, you, whole, lot, a whole lot of clowns. You want to walk in the office and just say, "What y'all doing?" That's like, I just want to know what y'all doing. Yeah, That's yeah. It. Just give me a, a straight answer. What y'all doing? I, and guess what? They go, they go get you a straight answer and say. We honestly don't know. We don't really know, man. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> figure it out like you guys are. And like, like we, we, I don't. You got any suggestions for shots since you're here? <laughs> I, I, I'm just looking at them, yo. Overall, like, I'm just talking about, like, you know, the one cat that's coming out. He was on on ESPN one morning, first take, talking about he's about to be the Drake of the team and. And this, that, and the other. And I'm sitting up here saying, oh, okay, yeah, way to, way to go out and, you know, make the organization look even worse. And then, you know, I'm watching the joint documentary, the previews to the episodes of The Last Dance that's coming up, five and six. Yeah. And I'm watching Jordan go back and forth with Spike Lee. And Spike Lee has been a fan of the Knicks and has support. You know, well, well, forget a supporter. I mean, like, as a player, like when when I first got drafted to the league, like I used to, that was my thing. When I went to Madison Square Garden, I wanted to make sure 
that I went and was able to shake Spike Lee hand and acknowledge yeah. him. That's for, like to every basketball player, that is that is part of playing That's in the protocol. Basketball. Yeah, that we gotta see Spike. So like even with the controversy of them not letting them in through the back door, like I, I that I don't I still don't know what that was. And, and then like, you know, the Scott Perry, like, why are you still keeping him around, right? Because then he get get a contract extension. They they extended him for one more year. Um, one year too long. He already didn't have like he's been there too fucking long. How how tell me why do Scott Perry deserve oh, another year of contracting? <laughs> I'm just asking. Yo, do you go ahead and take the floor? Cause I I mean I really don't have too much to say about them because I'm just like uh, I'm up in the air, like what's really going on? And I said this before. The rate, the route that they're going, Jesus Christ can't help them. They, wow, it's just not. Remember, remember, in the, remember in the movie Boomerang when when the uh, when Tisha Campbell told uh, Eddie Murphy, "Come over here and get some coffee." He said, "Not even if Jesus was pouring it." <laughs> <laughs> you remember that? Hey, you, hey, you know you gotta be bad if dude don't wanna. He don't even want it if Jesus was pouring it. So that's how I look at the Knicks. It's like. Players are they, they're trying to get players in free agency, and they're like, "Look, man, they they they're offering this, and, and guys just don't want to go there." Uh, so when guys don't want to go to your team as a free agent, what you have to do now is become great at drafting. Mm -hmm. They haven't been great at drafting, so now you now you're dealing with a double-edged sword here because free agents are standing you up. They're leaving you at, they're, they're, they're leaving you at the altar and, and they're not, they don't want to sign their prenup. No, no, I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> they get cold feet. Right. So they, the players are leaving them at the altar. And then secondly, you just haven't been able to, to, to master the draft. Um, and this season, I mean, this coming draft is very important. This pick is important because they last year they took R.J. Barrett at three, I believe. They took him at three. I didn't really like that pick. I hate it. Yeah, I thought it was better players. And, 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 and I'm not – look, I'm not here to kill R.J. Barrett. No, no. But, but I am – we all know agendas. So, I mean, at the end of the day, when we get to talking about basketball, we got to speak the truth and how we feel. Mm -hmm. I just felt like R.J. Barrett was hyped up, and I watched him a lot at Duke because they were actually on ESPN more a than lot. a lot of NBA teams. So I was able to watch the Duke basketball team a lot they, with Zion and Cam Yeah, yeah. You're a guy who's turning into one of my guys. Yep. But, I'm looking at R.J. Barrett, and I'm like, you. I keep saying, but I keep saying these six for nineteens, and yeah, and, and 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 taking twenty-one shots to get twenty-one to get twenty points, and I'm like, no, no, this is not about to cut it. Not at six nine, not no, like at six nine, you have to be efficient. Like when you think of a player six nine, you thinking. 51 to 55% shooting, like, yeah. And all, that, and all I kept seeing them run were 
those wide pin downs where he was curling off. Yeah. Off, you know, yeah. being able to attack because guys couldn't help because Zion was setting the screen. Oh yeah, you can't so help. I I can't help, but and so it's like yeah, he had a couple few games, but like even this year as a Nick, I was just like watching him and I was like, ah, oh, nah, like not nah. for the number three pick. Like I just thought that they could have got better value at that pick, and then the previous year they drafted Kevin Knox out of Kentucky, who I who I actually liked. Um, it just seems like I don't know what's going on with the draft pick. So this year they're gonna have to, they're gonna have to get the right pick, man. And if they get a top five pick, we'll talk about that at a later date. But free agents don't want to go there. So they're gonna have to start nailing the draft. They're gonna get Scott Perry one more go around, one more swing at it. And uh, for his sake, hopefully he can, you know, make contact and get on base. Or I think he need to hit a home run, honestly, uh, yeah. to kind of push forward. So, look, Knicks, uh, to be continued on no agendas. We <laughs> won't even – it's just to be continued. I don't know yeah. what else to say. But I, I got something else. How about they need to pick up the phone and call Pat Riley in the Miami, in the Miami Heat organization and first ask them, hey – can you send us the blueprint on how to, to build and develop a culture? That's the first thing that they need to do. Okay. The, and to me, in order for an NBA team to start winning and then went taking it up level and uh, like high levels, like you have to build that foundation. Back okay. in the day, culture didn't mean shit. Today, culture means everything. But everything. You have social media and all these different uh, people pulling at you, and you know, it's it's a different breed of cats. So yeah. at the end of the day, if I'm them, I'm picking up the phone and I'm dialing the Miami Heat, and I'm trying to figure this out. Like, hey, just give me some advice. That's good. That's good advice, though. Honestly, no cap. I mean, that's just what it is. But you know, like you said, to be continued. Dot 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 dot. To be continued, next. Look, we 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 with you in spirit. We're with you in spirit. So, hey, so I, I watched, I'm looking to transition, transition over. So I'm, I'm on, you know, I'm on social media and I see, I see Brian with the hat low, right? I'm like, oh, talk soon. So, yeah, you know, so Brian, Brian got the hat low. I see the Space Jam. I see the Space Jam logo. I'm like, damn, like, so obviously it's coming next summer, but it's deeper than that. So Brian didn't post it, the, the, the Space Jam hat. And then you posted the rap video. Is it's Bron subliminally telling MJ, you know I'm the guy now. Let's not get too ahead of ourselves. Like I don't know. I'm gonna leave that to you. But it seems like Bron's starting to say, "Look, man, hey, I'm LeBron James now. Let's not get it. Let's not you get." You got it. damn right. He said, "You got damn right." Hell yeah, he said. He's shooting a message at MJ and the world. God damn it. I'm King James. I'm King James. God damn it. You don't want to pay homage? And this the route we got to take? And see, yo, let's backtrack. Let me tell you where it started from. Okay. So you got to remember, at the beginning of this pandemic, LeBron James, we talked about this. He was on the show road tripping on that podcast, and he said, ESPN, come on, man. Drop that last day. We wait on so, okay, I'm like, Braun ready to see this like we are. Like, he's supporting it. All of a sudden, the article come out that 
MJ finally signed off on to ESPN to drop the documentary on what day? The day that LeBron James won the, won championship, the championship in Cleveland. Correct. Okay. Right. To me, MJ was kind of being petty. Oh, so they both. But, so it's a little. It's a little petty going. It's a little. So, so, but let let's not let's not give the writer and the reporter who put the article out. She can't get a pass because she stirred up the pot. So just think about it. Those episodes, Braun didn't say anything about nothing about the last dance for about two weeks. Right. Then he finally said two things. He tweeted out, MJ getting his first ring, I can relate to that. Best feeling in the world. Pretty simple. Not too much praise. Right, right. But but also throwing his own self in there. Absolutely. Yep. Like, nah, I ain't gonna just give you all this praise, but I'm gonna just acknowledge yeah, I, I, I've done that too. Yeah. But then on the flip side of it, I don't know if Braun been watching no agendas and this <laughs> you speak the gospel about you know Isaiah Thomas, but all of a sudden he, he damn near writes a full paragraph on Twitter, probably ran out of characters praising Zeke Isaiah Thomas, praising him. I mean, giving him his flowers like passing them out by the dozen. And now you go back and all of a sudden he dropped his face jam hat with the legs. Hell yeah. It ain't no secret with the song, the T.I. song in the weight room with the posing. You seen what he said when he responded to my tweet? Heard things that's known not to be said. Shh, king, you know, the king crown, all that. Yeah, he fighting back. Fight back, hell. Fight back. <laughs> Hey, 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 look, look. Three, God damn it, you here? I, I, I got see, reasons why they say I'm the king. God damn it, I, I, I feel it. I, I, I get it. I, I see where he. I, hey, look, Bron's a gladiator, and I, I totally get it. The dude is gonna, he's gonna protect, he's gonna protect his crown at the end of the day, and I respect it. I respect it. I, I understand why he's doing that, and he just wants to remind people he just wants to remind people like look don't get it twisted i'm a i'm a a champion i'm the greatest player in the world i've been the greatest player in the world since i got here don't get it twisted let's not get too far let's understand that i got the league in the palm of my hands right now and that's that's what i'm saying yeah okay and mj you want to drop your documentary on the date that i won a championship Okay, well, since we're going through this time where we're talking about the last dance, how about I'm going to release the date of Space Jam? Put oh. your hand on. I had it down low. I had it down low. Yeah, we're going to release like, it on this day. Yeah. Like, like Jay Z yeah. on, uh, on one of Jay Z albums. Jay Z had the hat low, you know? So, yo, yo, I got a question for you, dog, because it's been bothering me. Like, seriously. And I really want to know your honest opinion, all right? Yeah. Like, I've been hearing guys come out and say, you know, different things about LeBron. But the one thing that stands out to me and that's very, very fucking disturbing, and I don't like to swell like that, but you know, every time I kind of get emotional. That's me, yeah. though. Yeah. I have a problem with guys saying, man, MJ and Kobe, they were just killers. Braun, man, he don't have that killer in him. And I'm sitting up here saying, hold on, 
like uh, make me understand this definition of killer. Because, make that make sense. Because that because they're not afraid or that they, they, they take the last shot over three people. Is that but is that the killer mindset? Because to me, I've watched plays was like with Braun, like, okay, yeah. Like I literally watched him take a Cavs team all the way to the finals by himself. Matter of fact, and swept the Toronto Raptors in the Eastern Conference Finals by himself. So I'm just trying to see what, what is all this Braun is not a killer and mm -hmm. stop putting them in the same category with Kobe Bryant and Michael Jordan. Please explain to me. That's a great question. Um, I look at it like this, Perk, <clears throat> and I'm going to explain this to everybody who's listening. When people use that term, uh, LeBron's not the killer that Jordan and Kobe was, I look at it like species of sharks. You got the great white shark. You got the bull shark. You got the tiger shark. Mm. You got the hammerhead shark. But at the end of the day, Perk, they're all sharks. Right. And they all, they all go to the blood. So when I look at Kobe and Jordan, I think they're great white sharks. When I look at a guy like LeBron, I think he's a tiger shark. But guess what? I bet you won't get in the water with any of them sharks. Straight up. You see? <laughs> hey, hey, you, hey, hey, listen, as soon as we done with this, as soon as we done with no agendas, bro, you got to tweet that. That's a that's a retweet. That's a tweet. That's a that's that's something that got to be put out there, man. That's a classic hitter right there. You got yeah. you one. Like that's that's some that's 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 John versus versus nine. You know, finding the chapter eighteen, whatever it may be, man. Look, that's the gospel. That's the best way I could put it. You know what I'm saying? So if you're at a if you're at a if you're at a at a park and they say, hey. There's there's great white sharks in there, and then they then they say over there there's tiger sharks in there. Which pool do you want to jump in? Neither. <laughs> right. It's a shark. LeBron is a shark, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. Yes. Cut it out. <laughs> Straight up. Cut, Cut it out. out. Cut it out. <laughs> so we go we gonna move on, and um, definitely I want to talk about. The Ball family. Uh, it just came out. They announced that they signed with Rock Nation, um, keeping the family, keeping them all together. And is this finally the question I got? Is this finally the right move? And two, should the Ball family have taken this route from the beginning? Yo, I'm going to leave this up to you and give okay. you the floor, but I'm going to say this. I. Me personally, I've been very critical of LeVar Ball, and I need to give him his flowers. Cause I, I, I like like when you look at this emphasis, like he, he he's doing things his way with his sons and teaching them how to be independent, but he's also teaching them to stick together. Yo, we may go through trials and tribulations. We may beef at some time. All families do. Right. I mean, it's, it's like, you know, we didn't all beef with a brother or uncle yeah. or daddy or grandfather. We didn't got mad at hell. Me and my kids beefing right now. I don't yeah. give two shits. It's whatever. But at the end of the day, the love is still there. But I love because he's, no matter how much people talk about him, he's the heart and soul. He's the rock. And I love the way that 
you know, how he goes about handling his boys. Pushes his kids forward. Oh, but go ahead and talk to me because I need to hear this. I, I, I really love this decision. Um, I, I believe Rock Nation is the, is the perfect platform for a family like that. I just believe that <clears throat> the Ball family can generate so much revenue um, for themselves and also for other people, extending them, extending themselves to helping other people um, find employment. Um, as far as uh, inspiring uh, future families going forward, I, I just think LeVar Ball um, has been able to take, he's been the sacrificial lamb almost for fathers. He's, he's, he's taking it on the chin like a champ. He continues to speak his mind and he, and he, and you always have to like great visionaries are always called crazy first. Mm. They won't believe you until it works. Right. And LeVar Ball has been able to raise three fantastic sons and, and the, at the same time, maintain his family structure while doing it. That's, that's a hell of a balancing act, first of all, as a father. You're a father. I'm a father. To be able to raise your sons under that type of microscope, keep your family together, and still be successful while doing it is a feat that we should be praising more instead of trying to throw rocks at. So mm-hmm. I really love I really love the decision to go with Rock Nation, Jay-Z. Um, LaMelo Ball is box office. Um, and I think Lonzo is starting to come into his own as a point guard for the Pelicans. And I, I think Jello, um, I think he's going to get an opportunity somewhere, even if he's helping his brothers. He may not never play in the NBA. And I don't think well, that's going to, I don't think that's going to define him as a person. So it doesn't really matter as long as he's still involved with his family's business, which is basketball and, and generating revenue. So I like that. So the second question I asked that I'm going to answer, should the ball family taking this route in the beginning? I'm going to say, no, no, I, I, I really love what LeVar Ball tried to do. And it wasn't a failure in my eyes. I, I think that when you go through certain testimonial times, it makes you better for the next decision. Mm-hmm. And I believe without that first decision decision of him going the independent route, that prepared him to go the Rock Nation route. So who says that the ball independent route is over? Who says it's over? It could be just starting over now. So mm-hmm. I, I completely commend the ball family and what they've been able to accomplish in, in such a short period of time under such scrutiny that you have to salute them and give that family the flowers. I, I love LaMelo Ball. He's ranked number one on my prospect list on my mm-hmm. website. I mm-hmm. think he is dynamic. I think he's going to be a terrific NBA player over time. Give him a couple of years. I think his shoe sales are going to go through the roof. I, I just I think he's I just think he's going to be there to stay. I do think he's going to be a better NBA player than his brother as well. Well, look real quick, Yoda, because I, I honestly believe, and I'm not just saying this because you're my big brother and my homie, but I 
I'm jumping off the topic and, and, and I want you to elaborate on your website. And I also want you to tell our audience how to get into your website. Like, is it an app they could download? Is it a quick way just to boom, yeah. I'm logged in? How do you log in? Like, because I mean, it's gold. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. We go up in your beautiful website, man. We we getting straight knowledge and straight yeah. facts with no hidden agenda. And like you said, right. we're getting it from uh, uh credible source. Yeah, but I, it, it's bigger than a credible source. I'm talking about because you've been through the fire. Not only has you been through the fire as a player, but I'm talking about your countless hours of actually putting in homework. Like, yeah. forget just watching college games. Like, I'm right here in front of the TV. I'm studying this. Matter of fact, rewind. Let me go back yeah. and watch this over again. Hold on. He really set this screen, and he got out of this right. extremely quick. Like, he got out of this at rapid fire, and then opened up shot for X, Y, Z. This guy here would be perfect for the today's league because he's a dynamic roller. See, this is the type of shit that you get when you go on – on Yoda website, you know what I'm saying? This is the insight that you're getting, not just typical numbers. Like, you're actually getting knowledge. This is what Yoda, Yoda yeah. scouts. So when he tell you a Trey Young is about to be generational and everybody knocked him last year and all of a sudden Trey Young was a starter in the All-Star game this year and yeah. arguably the best point guard in the league today, then God damn it, you better listen. <laughs> sports talk 2319.com is where you need to go it's it's only 15 dollars to get all of my information i have prospects ranked from one through 60 but i also have over 100 prospects they all have their personal profiles with tape with film with all of my knowledge on each individual player i also have my mock draft that i'll be updating weekly along with that I have articles coming out on different prospects. I have my writers writing each week, delivering you guys the inside scoop on all these draft prospects. Last but not least, No Agendas is available at sportstalk2319.com for free. Click on it. You will see me and Perk doing our thing, making it happen. So please support it, sportstalk2319.com. It's the new NBA draft site. It's the new wave. Mm. Thanks. Okay, my brother. So hey, hey, no, but guess what? I know what you're trying to do. You try, you're trying to sneak out of here. I ain't letting you get out of here without your polygraph test. I oh, who's just, trying to sneak out of here? What's going on? You about to get your polygraph test. You know what? You've been doing I, good. You, I you, didn't pass three weeks in a row, guys. Three weeks in a row. I'm going to get you today. And, and look, everybody at home that's paying attention to us, we play a game called Basketball Polygraph at the end of every show. Perk has to answer questions within three seconds, and he has to be, he has to tell the whole truth and nothing but the truth or forever help him. This is called Basketball Polygraph. We're going to talk about Tracy McGrady or Paul Pierce. You're going to have to give me one name. Why, why Yoda? So, why, man? Because you've been doing too good. I got to get you to fail one because you've been you've been doing good. It, Perk has to have no agenda on this. He has to be completely honest. I'm going to ask some questions. Hold on. Fire you. off. Oh, you exes, give me 10 seconds. Let me get my mind right, because this, this is about to be different. I got a, I got, oh, man. All right, T-Mac T- or Paul Pierce, that's what you got. Here we go. I'm going to just, I'm firing them away. Here we go. Better score, T-Mac or Pierce? 
T-Mac. Better jump shooter, T-Mac or Pierce? Paul. Better defender, T-Mac or Pierce? Paul. With the game on the line, who do you give the ball to, T-Mac or Pierce? Truth. Last second shot. Who you giving the ball to for one shot to end the game? T-Mac. T-Mac, there we go. (laughs) Thanks everybody for joining us and no agenda. I'm gonna go back and look at the records and see if Perk passed that polygraph. I think he may have got one wrong, but he was rolling. Hey, we appreciate you guys for joining us again at No Agendas. I'm Rashad Phillips signing off. Perk, you got anything? Yeah, I do, man. You know, uh, today, as you know, Yoda, um, it would have been our great friend, Kobe Bryant's daughter's birthday. She would have turned 14. So, you know, before we end the show, man, I just, you know, as as from no agendas, we just want to pay homage to Gigi. You know, she would have been 14 years old today. And also, man, I, I want to send a, 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 you know, my prayers and, and, and man, just how strong Vanessa Bryant is, man. Like, that woman is really, really powerful, man. And, and the way that she goes about handling her social media and when she have to do interviews and how strong she is. So I just want them to know to, to the Kobe Bryant family that, that you know, uh, and especially Vanessa Bryant, that no agendas are with you. Kobe yeah. is our, bro- our brother. Gigi yeah. is our niece. And, and, yeah. and we just want to let you know that you're always in our prayers and in our hearts. And we just want to say happy birthday yeah. to Gigi before we end this show. Man. Happy birthday, Gigi.